You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. with TR playoff edition post Shorzy edition hope everybody's doing all right just got back from the Shorzy premiere in Montreal thank you to everybody involved um, it was fantastic I'm not going to start naming names because a I'll forget somebody and B, I'm not still not sure of every single person's name that I should thank. I know a few of the producers and the people that I acted with, but there's always people behind the scenes. I met one of the writers. I think his name was Mark, I think. And he was DJing at the party and I hadn't met him yet. So, and I mean, he delivered me some, some of who Ted Hitchcock really is. So, there are too many people out there to thank. But anyway, it was, uh, it was an awesome time. And, uh, you know, my ex, I often speak about Danielle. She came with me. Um, she's leaving May 26th to leave to go to Alberta for who knows how long. But she got a great job out there. She's going to come back and forth. Penny Lane will stay here. She's growing up here. She'll stay here with me. But uh, we're going to get her out there quite frequently. So Danielle will be in Calgary slash Canmore. Canmore is beautiful. Running a bar called, I think it's called the Bridget Bar. It's close to that. And uh, I think that's the name of it, though. And uh, it'll be different not having her around and being somewhat of a single dad while I'm here. But uh kind of used to that last uh, last summer Danielle went to Labrador I know it's Newfoundland and Labrador but if you haven't been here or seen a map the, the Newfoundland part's an island Labrador is beautiful it's much more north um, 
and there's a lot of fishing lodges. I mean, there's Labrador City and Goose Bay would be the two major centers being 30,000, maybe less each. And there are some small communities I worked at in Natwashish, uh, Nain. We've done some alumni stuff there. So I go back and forth, but it is a trek, you know, like uh, Newfoundland and Labrador is a huge province, not population wise, but when you look at a map, there's a lot of land. Anyway, Danielle was up there working at a lodge. Yeah, I know they're, they're big time, right? They're really nice. You, you fly in for the weekend, do your thing. I certainly have never, you know, I've, I've, I've never really been in the financial position <laughs> to take helicopters in. I'm not into fishing much. I mean, it means more to some people than others. I enjoy Labrador for many other reasons. But the thing is, I go, I go on them anyway. Once in a while, we'll do an alumni event or someone will fly us in for a speech. I went on a tour up there. What a time, man. It was with the guys we went up with. Um, Don Sweeney became the GM of Boston right after that. This was about five years ago, maybe. Ally Afraidy, Brian Trache. Uh, I went up there. Yeah, Dale Howard Chuck was there. Rest in peace. Chris Nyland came with us, Gary Lehman. What a time. And once in a while, I'll get a call to go on those alumni events, and I never turn it down. Generally, you go, for, you know, we, I've, you know, it's NHL alumni, so they're at it all year. I never really get a call to go to Vegas or anything because I'm sure everybody wants to. But the odd time the team's going to Moncton or Nain or Maine, Labrador, that is way up north. We've, we've been up there. And uh, I'll get a call, right? Because not a lot of, I, I don't want to say not a lot of people want to go to Northern Labrador, but when it's, when it's, when they have so many trips, so many options, so many things to do, they will often take little legs of it off. In, in Western Canada, I've done a few there. In Atlantic Canada, in Newfoundland and Labrador, I'm more of a name than I would be somewhere else, right? And you want to sell some tickets to these things. That's what they do. They sell tickets, usually sell it out, right? And we give, like, I don't know, a certain percentage back to the community, which is most, for whatever charity they want. And the rest just kind of take, takes care of our bills. We travel. Get a pretty input. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling again. Point is, Danielle's leaving, and uh, I wanted to cheer her up a little bit. She's pretty nervous about that. And even though she'll see Penny Lane a lot, it can't be easy for a mom to be leaving. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a great opportunity for her. And we will make it work. But anyway, I took her to Montreal, and we had just a blast. We stayed downtown, and uh, we stayed an extra day. Myself, Ryan McDonald, who I had on here last, uh, last episode. Thanks again for that, Ryan. Um, yeah, we stayed, uh, Joe Dolo, Max Buffar, the Nolan boys were there in Morasti, but just for the night, a bunch of us stayed for the extra day and we hit old Montreal, man. We went zip lining. <laughs> I put the Instagram story out there and people looked at it and said, I thought you're afraid of heights. Honestly, I, I really am. The, the walk up, I nearly had to go. I, I was terrified. I should have posted that the walk up. I was terrified. Like the thing was swaying and I, I went to go back down twice, like nearly crying, like shaking. McD and Danielle will attest to it. They couldn't believe it. 
But I once I'm in, once I'm locked in, I, I, then I have to go. I don't have a choice. It's like a roller coaster. I, I mean, you, you don't have a choice. So once you go, there's a little bit of freedom and fun in it. But the walk up, no, because it's my choice, just like anything. But uh, anyway, the zip lining was good. We went paddle boat. It was 30-odd degrees in Montreal. Ate some awesome meals. I love old Montreal for so many reasons. We really took advantage of that the second day. And on top of everything, the best news that I've had in so long, so long, something that I've wanted my whole life. Well, <laughs> since I was a kid and I was fascinated by pirates and then I lost my tooth and I said, it's possible. I want to get a gold tooth. Now I can't reveal all the details, how or why, but I've got one. I'm getting fitted for a gold tooth. I exchange favors with somebody and happen to be good friends with a denturist. Not that I'm not, but I never really thought about it. But, you know, it's expensive to get that. But I thought of a way around it. This person and I worked out an agreement. And lo and behold, I'm getting a mold done tomorrow. And I will have a gold tooth like a pirate. <laughs> Very soon. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It couldn't be any better present. I don't know why. I, I just. Not many people have them. It's going to look bizarre and uh i kind of want to look bizarre i i don't know i you might think i'm a fool but you'll laugh or smile or go wow is that a guy with a gold tooth and why not i mean life's short <laughs> have a bit of fun i guess i just can't even believe it's about to happen and I don't know. Well, well, people go, what an asshole. Would it be like wearing your shades indoors? Like there's no way around it. I, I say that because I love wearing my shades indoors. My light, uh, the, the, whatever light is natural in my eyes causes, a, you know, I can't say it causes a headache every day, but I sometimes it does. And uh, I feel much more at ease with just a slightly darker shade. Sometimes I get tinted glasses, whatever it would be. I used to use a tinted visor sometimes. I don't know if it was the concussions early on. It seemed to kick in after that, but I'm serious. I like wearing shades indoors. I love it. It's a perfect, I got a few pairs that are perfect for my eyes and that, that level of shade. But you look like a tithead, so I don't do it much, right? Half of you are saying, yeah, you're right. Half of you are saying, fuck TR, just be yourself. I am. And I do sometimes, but it really it, wearing shades indoors almost ruins the reputation or, or brings the people you're with down a peg, right? People look over and go, who's that idiot? And why would anybody hang out with him? He, fucking shades on indoors. Well, having a gold tooth, I don't know if that's similar to some people. It would be some people are just cynical. But uh, anyway, I'm not one of them. I can't wait to have my gold fucking tooth. Now, seeing we've been going 10 minutes, and this is the playoff edition, one of the playoff editions, and I've talked nothing about hockey, but what I have talked about is premieres and gold teeth. I'll get into what, what I think, what, what most of you, uh, at least the Canadian fans, and you know, I know I'm getting a huge, uh, really, amount of listenership, is that how you say that? From Australia, 
of all places and, and some other places, but Australia, I never saw that coming. So if you're listening to this from Australia, first of all, sorry, I keep referring to Canada. And then I, when I go outside of that, it's US, it's Europe, because that's really where the hockey world tends to, you know, where my listenership, where, where the hockey world tends to revolve around. It shouldn't, I guess. I mean, because I'm just talking pro hockey, right? I mean, I know people that went and played in Japan. I know there is technically there's professional hockey in Australia. I've got messages from people in Argentina. I'm serious. What a beautiful setup. This dude's he lives in Argentina, like the most southerly point, I believe. You know, the last what's the name of this place? Bear with me. But I do have. So Matthew Meinzer, he's from he lives he's from the States. He lives in Argentina, like the name of the place is uh, South. It's the only full ice arena in South America. Ushua, U-S-H-U-A-I-A, Argentina. Check that out, right? Check it out. So I can't believe I have listeners for those places. The first of all thing I wanted to say is I apologize if I'm Toronto or Canadian city or Canadian centric. But most of my listeners are coming from there. When I turn on the TV each night, it's a big topic. You know, no Canadian team has won since 1993. Okay. The Leafs, or I got a big base of Leafs fans. You know, they, they're, they're, they're a losing dynasty and they've done it again. So I have to talk about it. Uh, Edmonton have the greatest player in the world that just stepped up. And, you know, he, he made a huge step in, into his legendary status, into his legacy. Um, the Calgary Flames, what a series. And for so many reasons, just won an OT. I mean, those are topics that most of my listeners want to want to talk about, I believe. Uh, so and mo- most of the guests kind of are from in and around here, being North America, I guess so. That's why. If you guys ever have a topic and you want to send me something, man, I'll gladly talk about it. I love the way the game's spreading. And in fact, if you're in one of those places, Australia especially, I really, really want to visit. Um, Figure it out. I'll do a hockey school. I'll fly over there. Set me up with a public event or something. Um, You know, stand up or, 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 you know, hockey stand up or uh, a hockey school. You know, for cheap. Gee, I, I just want to be able to come see it. I don't need to come back with a boatload of money. I, I just want to be able to pay for the trip and see it. I, I, that's what I love to do. Traveling to me is really important. It's a lot of fun. And that's, I mean, it's why I'm living, right? To experience good times with my friends and family and to travel and see things I'm interested in. I like learning, and the best form of that I find is travel. You'll often talk to people you'll come across that if they're well-traveled, ever notice that? They're fairly smart, well-spoken people. All education isn't uh, in a classroom. You'd be silly to think that. So some people say, well, you know, I'm, un- I'm uneducated. I only got grade 12. First of all, that's something. Not everybody has grade 12. Second of all, if you travel a lot, if you're saying that from Europe, and I, I've been to 10 countries in two days over there, 
you know, you, you tend to learn a lot because you're seeing it firsthand. I always find that. And Europeans in general. I, I, I apologize to Americans when I say this, but I mean it. I don't, I, I, I please, I don't, I'm not talking to each individual person, but as a group, I graduated in the United States. And you don't really learn about other places until after grade 12. I also went to college in the States. Now that's different. There's colleges just like anywhere, you know, the, but, but regular, I mean, I went down, Tri cities and, and pretty much everything I did in my graduating year, I'd already done a few grades before in Canada. That's true. I'm not lying about that in Canada in grade six, seven, you take world geography. You have to know the capitals. You have to know the States, you know, there's 50 of them and we know all of those and the capitals at some point. I mean, of course you forget it, but by the time you're in grade 12 here, you know, that Dallas is in Texas, you know, New York's in New York, right? You know, most you might forget uh where charleston is right you might forget oh where's walla walla but you'll generally have been taught that seattle's in washington type of thing not so much in the united states in grade 12 i remember my geography teacher mr flesher told me that i spoke english fairly well for someone that it wasn't their natural language and when I explained what Newfoundland, because I would say Newfoundland, he thought I meant New Finland. And he said, oh, Newfoundland. I said, well, okay, Newfoundland, if you want to say that, which is fair. But he knew nothing about it. He didn't even know it was part of Canada. This is my geography teacher. Um, people, if I said British Columbia, they thought it was some sort of Britain. And we're talking about five hours north above us in Kennewick, Washington, was Canada. Right? Uh, our farm team for Tri-City was often Bellingham and that's almost right on the border and same thing like people were no I no idea and you think I'm kidding I remember getting my haircut in the Tri-City Mall and a girl she I, I was next to a guy named Jeff Lynch Mark Hurley was there with me we're getting our haircut and she said I know a guy from Canada he's from Toronto Joey do you know who that is have you come across any Joey's I kid you not. Toronto, Ontario is the third biggest city in North America for those that don't know. Okay? It's bigger than Chicago now. Do you know Joey? Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. No, Joey. So, but in Europe, right? In Europe, it's completely different. The countries are a lot smaller and people generally travel a lot on the train. Um, I remember sitting with Danielle and we were training across Italy. And then we did Czech Republic. Uh, 
Uh, God, we took boat to Budapest, I believe, or in Slovakia. It was just one of those. It was one, of, but it's so easy, right? And so, oh, um, Switzerland. So, I remember just being on a train and looking over and saying, you know, okay, we, we got off in, in, in San Benedetto del Tronto. It was on the western, the little small town on the western side of Italy. We wanted to take it all in, and we ran into a, a, a couple with a, a couple of kids a couple of times. We ran into two people that were married, okay, more than once with kids. I mean, it's a hard sentence. And uh, I was going, you know, look at those kids. Like, you know, they're seven, eight, and just in two days that we've come across them, they've been in 10 or, you know, five or six countries. You know, you learn, you have to learn a lot. It's in here, it's in your head, right? You're just so, and so much comes with that, right? Not, not only... Oh God! I, the last thing I want to get is political. But let's say race, right? Your 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 definition and my definition of racism might be different, but let's just say race, right? You shouldn't be racist. We can agree on that. I hope my listeners agree on that. Um. Well, over there again, I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but every day you're going to different countries with all kinds of different cultures and backgrounds, and right, and, and if not, they're just coming through. You could just live in I don't know Assisi, Italy. But people are coming through on trains all the time. There's a train station. You see all kinds of people. And it, it's, it's and a lot of these towns are the same over centuries, but they have so many visitors and people coming through and, and sharing experiences with locals. I, I don't know. I just I find people more, much more open minded to, to thought and, and, and logic rather than. I'm a Republic. I'm a Democrat. I'm a conservative. I'm a liberal. Um, and that's learning, right? And that, that's what I mean. It's like everything gets political. I didn't mean to go there, but, uh, but I did. I'm just explaining that, uh, I guess traveling is a good form of education. Now here we are again, and I've rambled. I don't even know why. Once again, but uh, playoffs. So I am going to talk about three Canadian teams here, okay? That, that was the point, actually. Uh, with all due respect to Sid, too, I was going to lead with that, the Rangers and the Penguins, because uh, I just, my hat goes out, man. My hat comes off and my heart goes out to Sidney Crosby. Every year he brings it. It was a flip of a coin. I think they got jobbed a little bit but uh that's a silly rule the no helmet rule but still it's a rule and uh someone got to win someone got to lose but once again the greatest player of his generation in my mind showed up now as far as oilers fans you know it was a great outcome for you but you that i've often said the best players find a way they, they just there's something there's something about them and I mean, they find a way. Now, think about it. In, 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 I don't mean always find a way to win the championship. But there are moments that they seize a moment. And, of course, McDavid's moment isn't over yet. But that was a moment that he sees right from the point, from the beginning of game six. He wasn't going to be denied. He had two points a game in the first round. I mean, these are what generational players do. He found a way. Like, And you can't make the puck go in. But if you notice, he was tenacious. He was... 
he was hitting everything. You know, he gave himself every chance. Not that you want McDavid to be out running around, but he made four or five big hits in, in each game, in game two or three, as he stepped up back then. In game six and seven, you look. And again, not that Matthews and Marner didn't, but there is a bit of a comparison here. Right up until that game seven, I mean, there was both stories were really similar, right? Dreisaitl, by the way, should be given a lot of credit as well. I mean, he didn't play so obviously good, but he was playing hurt. Um, which goes a long way, in my mind. Um, so, for so I, I, Matthews, Marner, you know, let's, we're going back and forth here, but and they played well. It's not like they didn't try. And I felt for Matthews. You know, I read one stat. He didn't throw more than five hits in a game all, all regular season. I mean, that's a lot anyway. I don't expect him to. I'm just saying that's the stat. And in games five, six, and seven, he threw nine, seven, and eight. He was trying, you know? It's just, and I believe it will happen. I don't really, I hope it will happen. I think it will happen. Um, that he will. He'll, he'll, he'll seize a moment one of these days. But it's unfortunate your Leafs fan just keeps happening, right? And, and, and this year you might say, well, this was a lot easier to take. I don't, I don't know, man, you're a Leafs fan. You got to wait another year. Like someone got to win, someone got to lose. I know, I know, I know the pick. I didn't really agree with the pick, but it's a penalty. It could have been cut. Like, it's just, you know, the coin's going to flip. Why is it always going to go there? And yes, it was a good effort, but maybe they should have won six to two, right? Maybe, maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe with the right closers, but I, I don't know. I don't want to say that because they worked their hardest. But when you were watching McDavid and Edmonton, it, it was like I watched the game as well, like the full thing in Newfoundland. It doesn't start till midnight, but I'm doing uh, I'm doing uh, hits on Got Your Back with Ryan Rashog and Jason Strudwick. Check that out. Um, I have a blast doing it actually, but it gives me a reason to watch the the games out west. And, uh, you know, he just sees the moment. He wasn't going to be denied. It was like watching Jordan or Gretzky in the 80s. You just knew. You just knew it. You knew what was going to happen. You knew the best player or, or even Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. I, you know, they just seize the moment. Like, think about the players that seize the moment. And not even with every, the best players in every sport. The Rocket Richard, Bobby Orr, Mike Bossy. Okay. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Think of all those players. Kane, Taves, Crosby, Malkin, Ovi, Carey Price even. Got him to the final and at least won an Olympic. We don't even have that now, but it, we will soon. But that, the Olympics got nothing to do with it, I guess. But even all those players, at least Price even stood on his head and went, they went to the final. If he retires with no cup, you know, there's like I said, there's 33 teams. It's not exactly easy to get one nowadays. Eric Lindros, there's one. He didn't win a cup. But I think it was 94, 95. He put flyers on his back. They made the final. He was the MVP. You know, the Leafs aren't getting out of the first round. Not the first round. With this team. Someone said, well, they haven't got out of the first round in 18 years. Okay, 18 years, 2004. I mean, that was a really good team. But it wasn't this team. But 
it's all for not you do all you know and, and people are gonna i i really feel for their best players because i know what it's like not to be like the best player in the nhl but i just know what it's like to be on teams and have pressure and go you know like I, i've got to step up and uh you know, I've been on both sides of that. It's worse when it's one game because one game, like anything can happen. You could go out and try your hardest. You can get 10 shots on goal. You know, they just get a bad luck. Series, a little easier, but it comes down to one game in the end, in game seven. People are going to forget all the great play that Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, company, Riley, that they brought to the table. But yeah, I mean, there's got to be a reason, you know, like they, they lost again. It's really frustrating. And I don't know what you do. Do you fire people for that? They, they, they you know, it was, it was also the defending Stanley Cup champs, two time defending. And who knows now? Was it the same defending champs? We really don't know. If they get swept here four straight, we'll know it wasn't. But I don't think so. And it's in shutdown games, Vasilevsky's the best goalie ever. And he's huge. There's nothing to shoot at even when he's playing bad. So I, I don't know how you, it, it's, it's just frustrating. You just got to eat it. There's no scapegoat, right? You can't say, oh, fuck, what's Kampf doing? Oh, man, how stupid was that by Brody? You can't really, I mean, there's a few bad plays, but people make mistakes. They came back. They fought hard. They played well. It's the champs. They lost by one goal in game seven, but they lost. And it's not a game of horseshoes. It's a game of results, man. And uh, it's unfortunate. You look at all the other sports, even Kobe, Shaq, Jordan. Oh, man, I don't know. Magic Johnson, Wilt fucking Chamberlain, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Rogers. They all at some point. Pretty early on, too. Rogers, I know you might say, well, he's choked the last few. I know, but he won a win like 10, 12 years ago when he was in his 20s. Right now, the boys have a ways, ways to go. I'm talking about if you're a Leaf fan. And if you're an Oilers fan, I still wouldn't be happy if, if all you get out of McDavid in his tenure there, however long that is, is the second round. So what I'm saying is that I'm expecting more. But at least now we've seen, okay, McDavid, there's been... I think because of the Leafs, Leafs dynasty of losing, it kind of overshadowed the fact that there's pressure on Edmonton too, man. Think about it. Recent history, they've gone through coaches. You know, a lot of coaches. They've changed the personnel. They've lost, I think, 12 or 13 in a row. That was this year came back a lot of pressure right you guys get the two best players you're out of the playoffs you don't do anything in the playoffs now they did and Dreisaitl played injured and played pretty well and McDavid put on a clinic that I haven't seen since before the millennium when I say I haven't seen it I've seen people score more I've seen people hit more I've seen people Play better D. Hello, Dano. Last year, but not this year. This year, Connor McDavid rose above Dano. He rose above every opponent. He rose above the sport, in my mind. All eyes were on him. 
and he hit. He poked. He played a bit dirty. He had a growl on. But boy, did he get cooking, man. He had those legs moving all game one way or the other. He wasn't going to be denied. I felt myself. You know, they say that saying, you know, you, you, you come up off the couch. I came up off the couch a few times, especially that last goal he got. He wasn't going to be let down. It's phenomenal to watch, which is no slight to Austin Matthews or anybody else on the Toronto Maple Leafs at all. I really think they gave it their all. It's just at some point, I think that will happen. It'll have to. Now you're talking five in a row, just five in a row. If you only take the last two years, elimination games that the Leafs have lost, they've been up. They've been up. Now, at some point, that has to change. And at some point, sorry. Hold on. Give me one sec. Sorry, I'm not sure if you could hear that. I have an Amazon Alexa. And uh, oh, there it goes again. One sec. Okay, I'm not even sure if you could hear that. <laughs> but uh, my, I have an Amazon Alexa. <clears throat> I think I mentioned that. And um, so I'm in this new place. Now, I did set up. I hooked up the Alexa, and it was all good. But for some reason, it keeps getting disconnected. And Alexa, it's not like the old, like 10 years ago, they would have these, it, it was robotic sounding. It sounds like, sounds like a human. And she just starts talking once in a while. The other night, like, and where it's a new house, I get disoriented sometimes. And um, when that happens, even when I'm in hotels, I often sleepwalk. I, I, I think anyway, like, I, I don't know. No one's ever called me on it, but I've often, I think it's when I get up to take a whiz. Because I've often like woke up and I'm, I'm standing up like in the living room with, I don't know, a bottle of water. So clearly I went to the fridge, but I don't come conscious until I, I'm in the middle of whatever I'm doing. So I, I guess that sleepwalking, it never really feels like it to me. And again, no one has ever called me on it. But the other night, it happens more when I'm in a weird, different environment. Uh. And I've, what, I've been only been sleeping in this house for a week, maybe a little bit, two weeks. So anyway, yeah, the other night, I'm, I'm, I'm literally got my dick in my hand. I'm, 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 so I had to take a piss on this particular evening. And I, I find myself talking back, and I, I thought there was someone in the house. I'm sure it was Alexa, right? And then I thought I heard, what are you doing? Which is a weird thing for Alexa to say. And sounded like some again somebody was in the house, so it kind of freaked me out. And when I went over, Alexa said she was disconnected. Like how the fuck can she be disconnected? She was just asking me, calling me out on what I'm doing. Like, and it felt like, what are you doing? Because I had my dick in my hand, right? Like, but I'm, I was on my way, like about to take a whiz. And uh, and in my dream, I was like floating down a river. That often happens. What so I, like whenever water appears in my dream, like I really got to take a whiz. So I really had to take a whiz, but I don't know how long I'd been standing there. 
I was close to the toilet. But anyway, as I wake up, I got my dick in my hand and Alexa's saying, what are you doing? And the way she said it almost seems sarcastic. Again, was that my brain making that up? So as soon as I go over it, now we can't figure out the Wi-Fi or whatever it was. She wasn't connected. And I haven't heard from Alexa in like a couple of days. That was the last time I heard from her. And as I'm speaking here, she just pipes up and says, I can't connect to the Internet. Like, I didn't even know you were on. I thought I pl unplugged you. So I don't know if I have. A, a, if this is a sci fi movie waiting to happen. If my. Uh, my Alexa is going to take over my mind or this house or whatever it is. Sounds like an 80s movie. I can't put my finger on it. Or just the whole thing comes alive. Uh, yeah, that's a Twilight Zone. I can't remember. Um, anyway. That's my Alexa story. And uh, going back to the leaps. Yeah, I feel free, fan base. I'm not sure where you even do. There's no scapegoat. There's nothing you can sit down. At least if someone like really fucked up big time, you could sit around and have water cooler talk. Misery loves company kind of thing, you know. Have somebody to talk to about it, you know. Fuck. What a shit series. Neilander had no goals, one assist. But you can't. Because the major players, for the most part, did their jobs. Could have could have done better in the final game, but you know, do you do you shake up a whole? <laughs> you you know, I don't know if you because you remove one of those people, that's a shake up, and then what? Dubas, Shanahan, like Keith? Do you get rid of the coach? I don't know, but part of me says it's I, I don't know. I mean, my my instinct says no. I don't know. It was a valiant effort. They went out, and it's unfortunate. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose, but. The puck could have bounced off a skate in the third period and they could have won it. And then we'd all be going, well, they found a way. But did they find a way or was it a break? You know what I mean? When it's game seven, I don't know. Like, I find it hard to just fire a bunch of people when you're sitting there. And like five minutes before, you could have rewarded them all if, if, if a puck just bounced off a stick and went in or it comes down to a break. But then you might argue they should. Yeah, but they should have had it done in six. They don't know how to close out. It was only close because they didn't play well. I mean, maybe I just find it hard. It's frustrating. Last year. Yeah, man, you'd be justified moving anybody. Right. Big fucking loss to the Montreal Canadians up three to one. You win the Canadian division. They're the last place that squeaked into the playoffs on the last day. And not only they beat you, they're in the final. Yeah. Last year was more fireable. Now this year they put together a year, right? Matthews gets 60. Say what you want. Part of owning a team is selling jerseys and having success in the regular season. No one wants to hear it, but it is. And he did that. And Marner did that. Tavares, 11 million might make a little bit too much. I've said that from day one, but. You know, he still is an over a point of game player. He's your captain. Nylander, people shit on him. But now that contract that people hated years ago, what's it like 6.7 or 7 million for a 30 goal score and possibly more. I don't know. That's aging pretty well. The other ones are aging sh like shit. Well, who am I to say? But that's what it seems like to me. So what do you, what do you, of all of them, and Tavares got a no trade. I would never get rid of Matthews or Mariner. That's me. You're in possession of some of the top players in the world. I just wouldn't do it. 
I wish that they stepped up in the moment like McDavid, but they're 23, 24 years old. Yeah, I'm... I wouldn't rock that boat, but I, I can't... I don't think it's Keefe's fault. And it's always weird when, when fans chime in on firing the coach, you know? How the fuck do you know what the coach does? It's easier to evaluate the players, at least on the ice, you can see it, right? But you can't even see it all. I'm sure Tavares is good in the room. That's part of his 11 million people. It's still too much money. But, you know, you just can't always judge people on what you see. And when you're watching it on TV, if you're not at the game, you're still only seeing part of the ice. You're not seeing all the defensive stuff that happens during the play. You're not seeing how people read situations as good as if you're, if you're watching them at the rink. So a lot of fans have no fucking idea what's going on, me included. I always find it funny when people chime in on the coach. Oh, the coach will be fired. I don't know. But, well, when something crazy comes out like Babcock and the ridiculous shit he did with Marner, which I think kind of looking back a little bit overrated, but yeah, he should have. I shouldn't say that the, the, the Marner thing was idiotic, but I don't think you can put Babcock into like the category of some of those people who actually abused players. And that's what I often hear. He might be a, an asshole. I really don't know. Like my ex coach, Michelle Terrian, he was an asshole. I've, I've gone on record, but I, but I don't know if he was criminal, right? I, Fuck, I, you know, and there are people out there that are bad people. So I'm not saying that sometimes you can judge as a fan, you know, but for the most part, did Keith really do anything that upset? Like I've seen Leafs fans yesterday. Fuck, got to get rid of him. Why though? Now. Where, where I do see your point is here. Now, I don't know if it's Keith. I don't know what it is, but. You got to make some kind of move, I think, because you're the you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And even though you've lost, you know, you're, you're the one of the biggest sports franchises in the world. What would Manchester United do? What would the Lakers do? Lakers are in the same kind of position. They're going to do something, though. What would the Boston Celtics do? What would the New York Yankees do? I just think that when you got you're such a juggernaut in sports in general, the Leafs are in a way representatives for the league. I mean, such so is every team, but there's a lot of people on the planet that don't know anything about the NHL, but they know the Toronto Maple Leafs. They transcend the sport. And those who do know hockey, they either love the Leafs or they hate them. They're polarizing, which means they're popular. And I just think that Like, for example, people are talking about Barry Trotz because he's available. He's a great coach, or supposedly. Do you get rid of Keefe? Well, again, I don't think it was Keefe's fault. But maybe you, maybe you try to upgrade something. Maybe you do, but just because you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you got to do something. I don't know. The Oilers, when they changed coaches, and I, I, I mean, it didn't. It's not always the coach's fault, but sometimes you go on a run. Bruce Boudreaux, they went on a bit of a run right after. Uh, Martin St. Louis, Montreal didn't finish well, but definitely they were better under him, right? Sometimes just a bit of a change. I, I don't know. I'm not, and I don't think it's Keith. You got to do something. I, I don't know what that is. 
Now, Matthews Mariner, like I said, I wouldn't get rid of them. Uh, it would, you know, that, that that's not happening. Um, Tavares, he's got a no trade clause, right? So I, I don't know. He's from Toronto. You might have a talk with him. I think it's a smart move. I don't think anybody's taken on the 11 million. So you'd have to eat some of the contracts. And I think he plays his heart out. I do. I, 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 a couple of times, I think he could have been more physical when he's punched right in the face. You don't have to fight, but show some nuts. When Between the whistles, he really works. I mean, he blocks shots. He, he's strong in front of the net. He goes to those areas. He takes a lot of flack for a guy that, where he takes a lot of, you know, physical abuse in front of that cage for someone that's not very physical. Like dropping his gloves wise, but uh, someone has to get now. Nealander, he can get you some value, but he isn't the problem. So, I, you know, do you get rid of him because he's the only one? Maybe. Let's see. I guess you you start listening and see. That's why it's a business, right? He did bail on a few. I mean, he could have played harder. That one play in game five was embarrassing. But he did come back with an effort. He did go to the net. I mean, at least he showed that he might have learned a little bit from it. Like, he's not ideal, but I don't know, man. For for $7 million or less, I'm looking at the NHL. I mean, he gets 30-odd goals. He's locked up. It seems like the only great contract they have. So do you get rid of that? I, I, I don't know, man. Right? It's tough. Fuck. Now, Calgary Flames. They could be. Uh... Yeah, I mean. I didn't watch as many full games. I watched the final one and hats off to Dallas's goalie Ettinger. Is it? Oh, my God. What a player. And uh, so Dallas there. Dallas should probably. There, you, you, there's not always a win and a loss, but I think there's a win and a loss there. Now they got some hard decisions because their best players are aging, but I, if I was a GM or an owner or a teammate, even I would feel great. Like a goalie is hard to come by, man. A great goalie, good goalies come and go. They get, they get hot. They get cold. Hello, Hamburglar, Jim, the net detective carry, right? There are, there are flashes in the pan. Then there are people, Brian Boucher, my buddy, ex-guest of the show, friend of the show, I should say. Um, Brian was fairly consistent, never a superstar, but fairly consistent. That's why he was a backup. Most of his group, something to be said for that, right? Like 20 years as a backup, close to. You're, uh, you're doing something right. You know, consistency, you're looking. In my mind, Brian Boucher would be a perfect backup. And if you had a guy like Ettinger coming in, it would be exciting, Barry. Um, he looks a little bit like Carey Price when he plays, too. But, you know, think about when the Habs picked up Price. Say what you want about Montreal and the fan base and everything, but if you're a fan, it felt good, right? It felt good. I almost feel better about a good goalie because they're harder to come by. Like, I have no doubt that Shane Wright will be a good NHL player. I don't know about great, hopefully. But I don't know. Um, Alex Lafreniere, he's, he's turning it on. He's, he's starting to, or he's, he's coming into his own. Jack Hughes is turning it on. Uh, these players that went first and are, that are big expectations and 
you know, uh, it's always exciting to see that happen, but I just find it so rare that a goalie comes through and lives up to it. You know, uh, Rick DiPietro came through. He was big. We would have been excited about that, but he didn't really live up to it at any point. I don't think Luongo did. That was exciting. Right. If you're a Vancouver Canucks fan or Luongo play a lot of places, but if you are, those years out there, like you knew that at least you, you know, you never really worried about that. You know, we got Luongo. It, 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 all the talk was about supporting the Sedins, and they got to a final even there. Like the Sedins, I don't think, yeah, they didn't win a cup, but again, they got to a final. And they, you know, they that monkey was off their back. No, no one was really saying, you know, they can't, they can't do it. You know, they didn't win the cup, but more. Lots of times they got out of the first round. I remember they went to the Stanley Cup final and everybody did their job. They lost to Boston, I believe. Anyway, um, I do believe uh, it's hard to hear. If you're a Leaf fan, it's hard to hear. But I believe there's good things in their future. It's just not the thing that's going to give you peace of mind right now, but that's what I think. It's frustrating, but that's what I think. And uh, it's going to be overall, I think, exciting. I still, I still uh, have Florida beating Tampa Bay, but after the first round, I'm not sure who is, though, really. What are you sure of? But, you know, it'd be nice, I think, to see uh, Florida advance as well. I just think it's nice for the fan base. I do because I watch games and it, it's like there's 3000 people in Florida. At least you're not moving, not moving into a university arena like Phoenix, but that's re the reason I say that I got no affinity to any player. I think Huberto is great to watch. Barakoff, I, I, I could get down the list. There, there are guys that are good to watch. And I've always been a fan of Huberto, but I got no real reason like I to cheer for him or them. I just love when the game catches on in other places. And I think in Florida, it's hanging on by a threat. No one ever says it, but I mean, come on, you watch the games. I got the NHL network or the package, sorry. And, uh, you know, I watch games in Florida. There's, honestly, I, I said 3000. You think I'm kidding. You don't watch a highlight. Man. There's nobody there. Might be a little low, but if there's games that there's, there's definitely no more than 5,000 people in there. It must hold 15 or 20. Got old 20, I guess nowadays. So I hope they can go back in the late nineties. I remember they went to the final. They got swept, I think by Colorado, but they, they made the final. And uh, it certainly was a little bit of excitement happening in Miami. Hopefully they can bring it back because if I was a player, I would want the Florida Panthers to stay right where they are. I want to make my way to that team. Uh, where were we? Um, the other, I, I want to point one thing out too that I don't think gets brought up a lot. I just had a knock at the door, by the way. I pressed pause, so in real time, it's been a half hour since whatever I just said, so I can't really remember what it was. And I'm not going to press stop and record and go back, or sorry, playback takes forever. I don't even know where we are. So what I will say, my next point was that I think people get jacked up to play in Toronto as well, right? Because a lot of people are from there. Each team 
it's almost like a neutral site game. The other team can almost get pumped up. Like for Stamkos, his whole family's they're just for example, there's lots of guys. I'm just gonna use that one example. Nick Paul, there, there. I mean, the guy with the big game. I mean, his family's from Mississauga. So they're all there at the game. Like I wouldn't feel at all intimidated. Whereas if you go into Philadelphia and play game seven, it would be a little bit more unwelcoming. And I, I think that plays into it sometimes. You know, it's it's not truly a home game. It's exciting. It's Hockey Night in Canada. It's, you know, it's a sold-out NHL game in Toronto. So much tradition. So, but I mean, like I remember that going in, I played three games in Maple Leaf Gardens, and neither one of them was I even at all I'm not going to say, like, intimidated. It was the NHL. Of course, you're nervous. But going in to, like, play, yeah, in Philadelphia or, or I don't know, New York, it, it just seemed it seemed like you were on another planet and all the fans were against you. Toronto, I was like, I knew that I had some buddies coming. Uh, it felt like a home game almost. And I was with the Habs, for fuck's sakes. And I fought Domi. So, I mean, those things you know, or what the kind of thing rivals do, you would think that it would be, oh, man, we're in Toronto. No, it was like, and everybody felt like that. Corson's from there. I remember, like, going out and meeting his buddies and, you know, chatting about Toronto, and we grew up in Barrie, and it was like a homecoming for a lot of players. Brian Savage was from Sudbury. I'd go down the list here, but, you know, people had family at the games and stuff. It's not the case if you go and play in, I don't know, Phoenix or... Not that Phoenix is intimidating, but uh, I don't know, Nashville, anywhere. Right? You get, the, it really feels like a, an away game. But uh, not that that's an excuse. I just find it's, it's, it's funny that no one ever brings it up. And to me, that's a big thing. If people are coming into your rink, getting just as pumped up as you are. And sometimes more because you got more pressure on you. Anyway, it's worth pointing out. Last thing I'm going to say. I hate to say this, but I'm just, I, I just, because I feel like a dick, but does anybody else feel what I'm laying down here? I'll tell you what I fucking hate. I don't know where we got to this point. And I'm going to qualify it before I start with telling you, I do donate. I donate my time. I donate money. I choose where and when I want to do it. Okay. Anybody that knows me knows that. So please don't think I'm trying to be some thrifty asshole when I say this. But yesterday, for example, I get to the front of the line. I'm at Mark's Work Warehouse. I've got a gift card my parents gave me for Christmas. Like Jerry Seinfeld, I put it off, put it off. It's there. I'm like, Mom, I know you could use this gift card. Dad needs whatever. Take it, take it, take it. No, three, four months now gone by. Five, I guess. So I said, I'll go use the gift card. So I go up, pick out a pair of, where are they? They're right there, Far West. They look like Vans, okay? Like it's summer. I want a couple of pairs of slip-ons. Perfect. So my, 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 my card is for, it doesn't really matter. It's for 100 bucks. I got a few things there comes to a little bit more and so the guy says and again now people in line of there's a lineup at marks right and it goes 
they're the same everywhere. There's an area where all these people line up, right? So you go over to pay your bill. They're all behind you. So, and these people were, a couple of them were congratulating me. I'm in St. John's, of course. My face is recognizable. I'm not saying that I'm famous or anything. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, fucking, I'm, I'm part of the fucking scenery. Like, I'm overkill. People are over it. I'm not a celebrity or anything like that. It's just another, oh, there's Terry again. If anything, I probably annoy people. So, but Shorzy just came, right? And, and I'll get the odd person wants to talk about the podcast or uh, Shorzy now. And people were excited. So they congratulated me. So now everybody there knows that I'm hitching this show. I don't know them. So the dude has to go, okay, anything else? I said, no, that's good. He said, it comes to whatever, 102, 50, whatever the fuck it was. He said, do you want to donate any money to the Kickstart program? Nope. What? And now I've been talking to the guy behind him who's serving on the other side. I've been talking to the whole, so there's a lot of people around. So he said, well, do you want to donate? Now, the Kickstart program, the one at Canadian Tire, is for donating like gear to kids and everything, which, which I do a lot of. And I, I actually like, have my own, I, I do that a lot. I mean, I, every couple of weeks, I'm donating something and it's not from my own like personal collection. I mean, sometimes it is, but I work with a lot of hockey schools, you know, I don't know, Wally Bray, Ice Dogs or here in, in, in Mount Pearl, I might run a practice for some of the minor hockey kids, right? Like stuff like that. So I'm always coming across people that need the help. And, and sometimes I even pointed them in the right direction and, uh, They've gone on to, to play major junior or whatever. So I do work with that community and I, so, but I find myself justifying it as I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I'm like, what do I say? All these people just congrats. They know I'm in a show. So I'm like, uh, $50. I, I don't know. Or I said 15, I said well, 15 bucks. I, and he said, Oh, $50. Now I'm at 50. I, I said 15. 50 i'm like okay now meanwhile i was just at walmart and they ask you there on a loud loudspeaker so you always got to donate there which is fine i'm just like you know i i wish they just didn't ask you this question in front of so many people i don't mind donating a dollar or two but i don't want to be asked it in front of people they look at me and if it's a dollar or two and i don't know what they think but i, I don't want to be a dick either so yeah i said 15 he said oh 50 bucks which i didn't say but now i'm like okay so i'm like why the fuck am i using a gift card I'm in here, you idiot, with a gift card because I don't want to spend the money. Now, yeah, I made decent money on Shorzy. I'm still not working. I haven't worked since. It's all good. My podcast brings in a little bit, and I start working in the film again next month. Film industry here. got a few things that are up and going. I don't, I, I'm, I'm comfortable. It's all good. I just bought a house, right? I'm saying I, I don't really have 50 bucks every time I fucking go to the purchase something, though. Right? Don't mind a dollar or two, but I don't like being asked that either. I don't like being asked it. And now all of a sudden it's the norm. I used to be pissed off at Walmart, but now it's the norm. Canadian tires. I don't know what those Canadian tire dollars that mean nothing. Oh, I, oh, really? I bought a new hot tub, six tires, a fucking video camera and four hockey sticks. And I get 50 cents worth of Canadian tire money. Oh, great. Fuck. What a stupid fucking program. Now, I get the kickstart, but like I said, I already donate to that. I do. But now I'm giving you 50 bucks. I mean, I got a gift card. 
I went two dollars over. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, you know, now I can went fifty two dollars over. And what's worse is that I went back later that day because I saw some other shit there and I only had my gift card to two fifty. I'm not joking. I think it was actually four fifty or something that was in the car. I forgot my wallet. So I went back because there's a couple of things that I actually need for work. Um, when I do go back to work, it's, it's set dressing and it's locations, production assistant. So there's like, it's weather stuff, right? Like you're filming. They don't care if it's raining or snowing or sunny or whatever. So there's things that go with that. You know, you basically I was, I was getting some rain gear. So the exact same fucking thing happened again. And I didn't think about it. And now I go up and I don't know, again, I, 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 I should have just said, I don't know what, what, what should I give? This time, it's the girl behind the thing. She says, oh, Terry, I saw you. You know, my husband, Ken, plays ball hockey with you. I saw you on that show. Well, that's great. Well, you know what? Kickstart. Now, there's people around, right? Not, not quite as in my face as the other time. She goes, oh, this is great. Do you want to donate any money? Of course. I, 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 what do I say, man? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, 10 bucks, of course. She goes, $10. I said, 15. Make it 15. Sure. Boom. Now we're at 65 bones. And I mean, first world problems, right? I, I, I hate to sound like a greedy motherfucker, but I don't always have $65 to do. And I, I, like, what, what, what is that? Is that just the norm now? Every place you go that they're going to ask you? Because I'll never say no, ever. Uh, I, 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 just, I just can't say it. There's an even... And, and I, I find it hard to even give a dollar. So where do you go with that? I, I don't know. I just, I don't even know why I said it really, because I still sound like a dick, but you know what I'm saying? What, you know, I don't know. Frame it a different way. I don't know. Or, or, you know, send me an email for fuck's sake. So I'll give you 20 a month or something. Just please don't ask me at the till front of people i find it really it's violating i find it ignorant and it's becoming normal fuck tim horton's not everywhere I'm, yeah i like to be giving i don't i really do especially with time you know and energy that's the big things any idiot can give you a dollar 50 or whatever 65 but still oh congrats on all your recent success would you like to donate 300 dollars? oh fuck point is i think it's fucking ignorant you can't solicit anybody you can't you know you can't sell girl guide cookies outside their door right i couldn't take penny lane up on her bottle drive or some shit on her fundraising for soccer nor would i want to violate people's private time like that yeah i know you just bought something you want to buy a girl guide cookie right which i do sometimes but i'm saying you know that they're i don't do that you don't line up at someone's business because you give them respect. Yet they're doing the same thing to you. I find it a really awkward bullshit question. Do I donate? Yes. Send me a fucking email or let me figure it out on my own. Anyway. First world problems, yes. Ryan Rashog is going to be our guest on Thursday. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Some of you don't, but it's, uh, it's Ryan's a TSN guy out West. He, he, he's uh, 
not just that, though. I mean, he's not just a TSN guy. I mean, he's a hockey analyst. He's a broadcaster. Ryan played in Kamloops in the Western League. I played against him back in the day. Uh, good hockey. Well, I mean, you're not a good hockey player. You're, you're not a bad hockey player if you make major junior, right? Especially Kamloops in those years. That, that was the dynasty years. He got in at the end of that. But, uh, but it, the, the point I'm trying to make is that he didn't stick with hockey, but he was a hell of a player. And uh, he's, as a media guy, media relations guy, he's phenomenal. So when he called and asked me, to do his podcast, which is called Got Your Back. And it's with Jason Strudwick um, and myself. His producer, Chris, I can't remember Chris's last name, but look into it. It gets lots of listenership. Um, he's regularly part of, what do you mean part of him? Mean, he works at TSN, so you can see him during the games and uh, in between games out there on various platforms. But uh, we're going to have him here on Thursday. So it'll probably be posted on Friday. But great guy, very interesting cat, and has some fantastic insight into the game. I love his questions. If you ever stick around and watch the media availability, listen to Ryan's questions. He had a couple of good ones for Jay Woodcroft the other night. But uh, I don't always love those media scrums, but uh, certain you know, Ryan's a smart guy, and once in a while, he's got a bit of dry humor to him. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I hope I didn't bore you too much today. I've just been talking. There was no plan. Usually, I have some idea what I'm going to talk about. But uh, today, it just seemed I had a few things on my mind, and I went with it. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. This, I guess, would be episode 103A. We'll have Ryan Rashog on Thursday, as I said, really looking forward to that. Thanks, Shorzy and everybody involved. It was a fantastic weekend. It seems that it's being well-received for the most part so far, which is awesome. And uh, look forward to the next four episodes left. So two will be, it's every second Friday now, so not, not this Friday, but next. There'll be two more, episodes three and four, and then two Fridays after that, you're going to have episode five and six, and then cross the fingers um, people seem to be taking, people seem to be responding well so far. So again, fingers crossed. I was a little bit nervous about doing it because, you know, my character is a little bit over the top. I enjoyed playing the character. I just didn't know how people would, would receive it. But, uh, Jared and company that created the character and the show know exactly what they're doing. So basically it's jump how high I listen to what they say. Anyway, thanks again. Winter Cafe, check it out. You need some catering or uh, you just want to have a bite to eat at the end of Elizabeth Avenue. Why not? TJ's downtown, uptown. Or at Greensleeves downtown, uptown. Check it out. Great spot to eat, drink, and just have a little bit of fun. TJ's, of course. Why not check out TJ's on the patio? Trinity Pub. Trinity Pub. Monday night trivia is my favorite time to go to Trinity Pub. But they've really made some unreal renovations. It was always one of my favorite bars, now even more so. And, of course, the Bull and Barrel. Those are my favorite places to go on George Street. I can't forget the Rob Roy, I guess. Kevin English and the Rob Roy. Always been good to me. So those places there. And if you're going to grab a bite, why not do it at Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water? Folks, I can't wait to get back and chat with you and Ryan Rashog in a couple of days from now. Happy playoffs. 
This has been episode 103A of Tales with TR. See you again in a few days. Catch you on the replay.